Fake Horse Racing fans, welcome back to the newest, the hottest, the coolest, the insert adjective of your choice hereest Sim Horse Racing Podcast. This is the morning line. Are we qualified? Not at all, but we're going to do it anyway. I'm Nini Hunter. And I'm Mary Jade Vess. And we return for a second podcast of the year for a nice little totally rehearsed, completely planned out uh, Pegasus race extravaganza preview thing. I'm a jig. Yes, that's kind of our thing. We're totally, totally prepared for all of our race previews. And, and, and we definitely don't just uh, look at them uh, five seconds before we start recording. So Yes, I am against know. that. I think to be prepared is the most essential thing a person can do for anything. If anybody out there is familiar with that Lady Gaga meme, uh, I, I have to prepare. That's me every second of my life. So I'm completely ready for this. Okay, that's good. Thank you. I know you prepared too, extensively. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I did. That is definitely what happened. But, you know, just even though we did, we're going to try and uh, pretend like we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here for to be spontaneous. We're just pretending, but we actually did prepare. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, enough with the stalling. Oh, man. So we're going to go over nine races today, all of them grade ones. Uh First up, we have the Pegasus Summit here, going six and a half furlongs in the all-weather at Artificial Arena, and I'd have to I, blah blah blah. I would have to think that the headliner in this is uh, Shingen Sin, the five-year-old gelding for Regina Moore. This guy did win this race last year, beating Slayer of Enemies, who uh, just won the Stewart's Cup Artificial Sprint, not, uh, Synthetic Sprint. Pardon me. Uh, he's good. Got to be the headliner. Uh, another horse I think is going to grab a lot of attention in here is the mare. Forgive me, Ash, if I'm butchering this. Zenich for Ash Terrison. This is a nice mare who just came off of a third-place finish in the Stewart's Cup Synthetic Speed. Fluoride Foam finished second in that race, so she's also going to be getting some attention here. And other than that, I think that this is a pretty uh, wide-open event. We would be uh, remiss if we didn't mention Private Chicken for Carol Hansen. Oh my god. <laughs> Private Chicken going to go off as the even money favorite. I don't know if he's still a freak, but <laughs> with like the new gallop adjustments. But Ah, yes. Now he, he's useless now. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure uh, Shin Gun Sin was the upset winner last year, I want to say. Upset winner. He was the upset winner. It was a big upset. Yeah. And he's, he's a gelding, which compounded uh, mm-hmm. the upset. And like I always do, I have to give a shout out to those Katie Gillespie horses. Fluoride foam, tooth recession. Gotta love, gotta love that. Gotta love that. Yeah. Love that. Man, she, I just realized Shingunson won this race after finishing seventh of eighth in the Gelding World Cup. I love that. I, I want to oh. channel that chaotic energy. That is 2021. Your chaos. Yeah. 2021. 2020 is uh, finishing seventh of eighth in the Gelding World Cup, and 2021 is going to be the upset win in the Pegasus. Yeah. I'm going to will well. it to be so. <laughs> no, we're going to, it's, it's going to happen. Okay. I'm projecting that energy. I it has to happen because we said it on this podcast and this is the most this is like worth more in American dollars than like NPR. I don't know if anybody out there has known, but we've gotten like multi million dollar offers to take this podcast, uh take the ownership. So we're pretty important. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who do you like in the Pegasus Summit? I don't know why I, just, I don't know why I decided I'm a comedian today. Um You've had a long work day. It's all good. Thank, thank you. Um, you know, 
I'm going to go with Ghost on the Roof for Lee Kara. This is a nice son of Stride Through the Air, bred by the Steward, a winner of 10 of 20 lifetime, which I feel is not that bad uh, for uh, this kind of field. Uh, I feel like those sporadic winds are more common in like all weather, like kind of that all over the place pattern. Like none of the only one or two of these horses have won more than like 50% of their lifetime starts. So I think he's doing pretty well coming off of that nice win in the field, the same uh, stakes. Super well-bred, too. Emma Zombie yeah. is, like, um, one of the top all-weather sprint mares ever, I think. Like one of the, She's a breed shaper, basically. Look at those progeny earnings. Mm-hmm. Wild. Um, and second, you know, am I really going to take Lee Carr to go one, two? I think I am. I also like the other Lee horse, uh, Hearts in Deep, who's uh, 6 of 10 lifetime, one of those few in here that has greater than 50% wins. Uh, came off of a fifth-place finish in the Stewart's Cup Synthetic sprint against the boys but i think she is gonna she's catching a better field here gonna have a better break here uh, i like her and then i'm gonna take shingensen to finish third well i'm going to be different from you and i am going to say that uh tooth recession finally gets it done he's been around the grade three company or the grade three the grade one company he was third in the stewards cup synthetic sprint uh two years in a row so he's always kind of been there but he doesn't have that signature win. I think he finally gets it um, this this year. So that's who I'm going with. And then my heart says private chicken, but my head says something else. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I also like Ghost on the Roof. I think I'll pick him to be to be second. And then I'm just, you know what? Private chicken's going in for third just because like he's special. Private chicken. Sixth in the Stewards Cup sprint. Let's go. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was, <laughs> never mind. What, I shouldn't. Were say you, no. What were you going to say? I was going to just say really uh, a stupid synonym. I was going to say personal poultry as a way to say private chicken. <laughs> um, never mind. Delete. <laughs> redact this. Edit it out. No. This is leaving future future me. Leave this in. Okay. Oh moving on. <laughs> Next, we're going on to the Pegasus Synthetic Mile uh, at Artificial Arena, going for $1.5 million. There is the big headliner in here is, of course, Dream Situation, who has one of the who has a chance to be the GOAT, um, maybe of all of all weather, possibly. She's 16 for 16, and she won uh, the Stewards Cup Distaff, synthetic, synthetic Distaff, from, the, from a wide post. She was five and a half lengths in front, and she finished with a 99, which is insane for all weather. I think the closest everyone's anyone's ever come to her is, like, they've never gotten within a length of her. So she's she's awesome. Um, I think she goes... Oh, no, she has beaten the boys in the past, it looks like. She beat Hot Dog uh, year 55, looks like. Yeah, and Hot Dog was a G. Oh, yeah. And that was a grade one, so... Yeah, so I guess you know she already has her signature wins at the uh, at the um, Philly level, but if she could get the Pegasus, I think that could cement her as for sure one of the all-time greats. Uh, another one in here is Chalknock, only other millionaire. This one's ten for twenty-two lifetime for Carl Smythe. This guy won the male version of his race in the Stewards Cup and did it in front-running fashion. So I'm kind of interested to see if these two uh, go for a duel up front. I personally think Dream Situation is faster, but we'll see what happens. Um, other than that, there's not really 
I mean, they're all the rest of them that are in here are like pretty good horses, but they're they're going to be pushed aside for that throw throw down up top, the dream situation in Chalkanock. Lee Kara has another one in here, um, who is a stakes winner. Polk Buffalo has a homebred. Actually, Lee Kara's got two in here. Just kidding. And Glenn Escobar has a a Stewart bred, um, who is looking for. His first win since he won the Stewart's Cup Juvenile back in year 55. So, yeah, I think that Nini and I are going to have very similar picks because mine is Dream Situation on top and Chalkanock in second. And then after that, it's kind of a kind of a crapshoot as to who goes next. But I am probably going to go with Premium Purchase um, for Lee Cara. She was second behind Dream Situation in the last three races, and that includes the Stewart's Cup. Uh, or she was behind, she finished behind Dream Situation, I should say. Wasn't second behind her the last three races, but was third in the Plastics Ladies Mile. So yeah, that's my picks. Uh, I was going to be really edgy and try to pick uh, someone that's not Dream Situation, but then I was You're going like, to try and beat her? <laughs> I, then I thought to myself, like, that would be stupid. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah, I think she's the winner here, easily. Uh, it's going to be a good one because, you know, Chalkanock is no slouch, uh, and that's kind of the matchup here but i don't think he's any match for her actually so dream situation chalkanock and then i'll go with premium purchase to finish third okie dokie smoky next up we got the pegasus route at a mile and three sixteenths on the all weather uh obvious horse in here obvious favorite we have franzia this guy just one of the all-time greats won this race last year uh dominant horse has won pretty much every grade one that a horse in this division can uh, win thus far. He's awesome. This is a guy for Garrett Folsom by Dan and Premium out of a D's to Pita mare coming off of the win in the Stewart's Cup Synthetic Classic. I think that he's back to this distance that he really likes, which is more of a shorter route kind of race. I know he would go long sometimes. I think he likes this uh, shorter distance much better. He did lose two times last year in year 56, though, though both of those races were uh, going long at a mile and a half. So maybe he can lose here, but I don't think he will at all. Uh, spoiler alert, he's my pick to win. Your other headliner here is Avakis. This is one for Christoph Dissardin, bred by the Steward. Uh, was last seen finishing third behind Franzia. And Dream Catch Me in the Steward's Cup Synthetic Chase was fourth in this race. Last year has not won since winning a listed stakes week eight. This is one of the ones who has also beat Franzia before. Really? He, he won the Pegasus, not last year, but the year before that. I think so. No, no wait. If not, if not, no, wait. The year before last year, Franzia was three. Just kidding. Just Am kidding. I about some, we do our homework. Else? We do our Is homework. Gonna, maybe I was thinking of Arcadian Dreamer as the one who finished ahead. I think that guy's retired now. <laughs> I knew Avakis had won the Pegasus. Who did he beat? There's somebody that... Was it Allura? Could have been. Uh, Longbird. He beat Longbird. Longbird and Margot, yeah. That's probably what it was. Uh, Carry on. Swinging. <laughs> Still swinging. I've been stupid. We're moving on. We're moving on. That you weren't. That was us being spontaneous because we did our homework and we knew that. We're just yeah. trying to keep the audience on their toes. Okay. Uh, another good one here. Clouds Change. Aforementioned uh, horse who finished second behind Franzia last out in the Stewart's Cup. Uh, Drogon's Dream did exceptionally well. Last down, the Stewart's Cup Synthetic Marathon, cutting back here to a shorter distance. Wonder how that's going to go. I think he prefers the long. We also got Freakout, who was my pick in the uh, Synthetic Classic. Still really like this horse. Still think he's awesome. Just think maybe he caught a 
a difficult break last time. And since the truth for Glenn Escobar coming in, winning half of her total lifetime starts, but was last seen finishing 12th of 13 in the Stewart's Cup synthetic matron. And clouds change for Lisa Bennett is cool and good. She's seven for 16 lifetime, was last seen finishing fourth in the Stewart's Cup synthetic <laughs> classic. And I think those are all the big swingers in here. Yeah. Uh, I like Franzia as disclosed. And I will take Freak Out to finish second and Abacus to come in third. My try is going to be the same, except uh, I'm going to put Cloud's Change in second. That one runs a lot at this distance and is shown pretty well, except the Pegasus last year was kind of weird, where he was sixth. But I think, but he also had a really, really bad break, fell to his knees. So he, assuming he doesn't go to his knees again, he, I think he should fare a little bit better. All right, moving along to the to Sunshine Park now to Florida. I was about to say Gulfstream, and then I'm like, nope, that's not in this game. <laughs> it's Sunshine Park <laughs> in this game. Uh, we have the Pegasus Dash right now, four, seven horses. Also, just want to preface, uh, so we didn't say this yet, we're recording this Wednesday night, uh, mostly because um, we found out that the calls were going to be really early, so we wanted to get something out. So right. there is a very real possibility that this that these fields change. Anyway, uh, I guess your two big headliners in here, the two millionaires, you have I Am, I Am Inevitable, who is a Stewart's Cup winner back when he was uh, a two-year-old. As a three-year-old, he was like, he, he was not bad by any means. He was he won uh, five of his seven starts. He, I think Danny was a little disappointed with him in the turf sprint, um, where he was fourth, was second in the Chimbo as a three-year-old. And the other one is Talis, who I believe was also a Stewart's Cup winner, finished ahead of um, of I Am Inevitable. He was third in that Stewart's Cup race, last out. Both of them multiple grade one stakes winners. Both of them uh, are millionaires and definitely another matchup to be looking at. We also have um, Mahler for Carol Hansen. This guy... I think was a little bit surprising to somebody or to some people in the Chimbo where he finished fifth. I think I, I want to say Carol was very pleased with that effort. Um, even though he was coming off a grade one win, he was kind of struggling to put it all together. So he'll need to rebound. Dylan Christensen has a claimer in here. So that's cool. Although he did win the Gelding World Cup uh, turf dash uh, race in his last start. Glenn Escobar has one, has two in here. He has Princess Amelia and he has the Dark Jedi. Um, both of them are looking for wins because they lost their last starts. And there's also the Comet for Laura Ferguson, who is coming in off of a win. And that's, I think I got everybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I Am Inevitable finally flips the script where he's kind of been off. He, not really off, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not winning in his last two starts. And this horse looked unstoppable before. Um, so I'm, I'm going with him. Uh, then I am going to put Talis in second and Mahler in third. Nice. Who do you like? <clears throat> okay. This is going to be kind of a rogue pick. This is a boiling take here. I don't know why, but I just feel it. I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like in one of these Pegasus races, we're bound to get a really big upset. And I think this is the race 
I think the comet is going to go wire to wire and everybody is going to be like, what the heck, especially Danny. And he will be very upset because I think the comet <laughs> is going to hold off. I am inevitable by a neck and then another length back to Talus in third. That is a scalding take. Thank you. I worked hard on it. Oh, it's time for the next race. Let's look at it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Next, we have the Pegasus Sprint. They're going six and a half furlongs on the dirt. Headliner here. We have two, several, not two headliners. This is a good race. I don't know why I said that. Silly me. Uh, two millionaires. Lord, yeah. Two millionaires and some other really exceptional horses. Uh, Pete Vela has two in here. So let's go ahead and start with him. Uh, one of his horses has turned the tables. A steward bred by Build You an Empire coming off of a second in the Malibu Beach Stakes. Looking for a signature win here. He is a grade one winner. He didn't win the Oceanside Futurity at the age of two. The other Pete horse is a filly named Dubious. Uh, coming off of a second-place finish in the Rancho uh, La Bria Stakes. Uh, she is also a grade one winner, won the female counterpart to that race, the Oceanside Debutante, as a two-year-old. Both of them kind of looking for a big win here, and I think Pete uh, kind of saw that maybe some horses are waiting for Saudi or the Desert, so we stuck him in here uh, for a slightly weaker field. Another Philly she also, I just want to mention Devious. She was a neck behind Pretty Sad, who I want to say my personal opinion is one of the best if not the best sprinter in training right now like she's unreal how good she is yes 11 for 12 lifetime and the one weird finish was like super weird the weirdest yeah but other than that, she, anyway she's not she's not in here she's uh prepping for dubai it looks like in this in on uh, week three day five yes uh we digress Another filly that's going to be uh, rocking it here is Fashion Dictates. This is a really nice one for A.R. Roberts. Good to see him kind of back in it. Uh, A.R. Roberts was a big, big name for a long time, and he's back now with a really good one. Fashion Dictates won his, uh, her second Stewart's Cup in a row for him when she beat Diabolical X, one of the greatest of all time in the Philly and Mare Sprint. Uh, that was her third grade one win in a row, looking for four grade one wins in a row now. I really like the momentum she brings coming in here but beating lord prism is going to be no easy task this guy is a multiple grade one winner though he has not secured what you would call funny i should say that because he did win the two he won the sprint champs. champs yeah he won the sprint champs but like i feel like since then he's kind of played a lot of second fiddle and a lot of the time you see the yeah he, he doesn't have a steward's cup doesn't have like a saudi or a dubai or a pegasus basically those are the big ones i think in sprint once you're past uh two years old yeah he was awesome clearly still awesome an awesome horse with a really pretty headshot really like it uh but He's played a lot, like I said, played a lot of second fiddle, looking to kind of reclaim that throne this year that he wore, or not that he wore, you don't wear a throne, that he sat on as a two-year-old. I like his chances here. I think getting away from, like, Alakazam and Pretty Sad, and is Divin retired? He is retired. I'm silly. And uh, Yeah, he retired <laughs> last year. Yeah, and Storm also retired. Getting away from all of those big names gonna help him here was a ridiculous class of dirt sprinters last year truly uh insane uh dangerous games one for dave trainer coming in here has only lost one race uh that was the stewart's cup sprint she was oops where did the race go he was pardon me he was last of 12 uh but before that he was undefeated so was it a bad time or is he just not good enough to run with these horses 
you be the judge. Jeez, you go faster has one in here, earner of uh, $500,000. That is Gray Sky Morning. Is not a grade one winner. Multiple graded uh, stakes winner, though, coming in here off of a third in that Malibu Beach stakes. And the last runner here is Jake Mate for Aaron Adduck, coming off of a ninth place finish also in the Malibu Beach. And before that, he won a claimer. Yeah, that's when uh, Aaron picked him up. Claim for $15,000. There you go. Who do you like? <sighs> I think it's going to be another heartbreaker for Lord Prism. I think Fashion Dictates is just superb. She's great. Love the momentum here. I think she's going to keep that train rolling. Uh, I think she'll win by a small margin over Lord Prism. And I like Turn the Tables to come in through. I have a possibly hot take here. Possibly. Yes, uh, a possibly hot take. I think Devious pulls the upset. Ooh. Yes, so I like Devious on top. Never off the board. This is going to be tough for her, but she is, you know, she was so good as a two-year-old, and I got to think that um, she has a bit more left as a four-year-old. She's run a 100, and yeah, I just, I like her. Second, I'm going to go with Lord Prism, and then... um, yeah, we'll say fashion dictates as well. And next up, we have the Pegasus Turf Mile. This one is pretty sick, to be honest. I'm pretty sick. <laughs> pretty. There's five million mares. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the L. Uh, there... <laughs> sorry for every. Well, I'll put a, I'll put a normalizer on here, but sorry for everybody's ears that I just blew out. Um, five millionaires out of ten horses. Everybody else is graded stakes winners, I'm pretty sure. I definitely looked at this field before we started recording. Uh, The big one is, there's kind of two in here. Not to say that the other ones are not worth it at all. Um, But I think everybody's going to be watching Shallow and Hempstead. Hempstead's undefeated, and Shallow is currently the most hated horse in Ashley Gibson's barn, according to Ashley. Um, So she's still running as a six-year-old. There's also Competitive Spirit, who is a multiple grade one stakes winner. He won the Saudi Turf Mile last year. That was kind of his first big breakthrough as an older horse. Um, Dream Among Stars. He's Glenn Larson had, who was it? Was it Legion of Dreams? Was that his big one the last couple of years? And this yeah. guy was always kind of running in his shadow, I want to say. Was not uh, placed as ambitiously. Like you can see, he's ru- he was second in the turf mile a couple of years ago, or year fifty-five, and he ran in the Pegasus last year. But he um, he's dropped down a few times, and but now he comes in with a three-race win streak. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Uh, Jack Meyer also brings one in here. Uh, Philly, who cost just over four million dollars at auction, and. She was fourth in the Stewart's Cup turf mile for fillies and mares. Amy Bahama also brings in one Fight Town who won the Stewart's Cup as a two-year-old, I want to say, and was third in the Stewart's Cup turf mile last year. Uh, Glenn Escobar has Good Guy Goes Bad, and this guy is looking for his first win in four starts. Last win was back in year seven of weeks 50, or not week 56, year 56. Uh, a front running victory in the Australian 2000 Guineas. Uh, then the other two in here, or no, there's three more in here, just kidding. Brian Levitt brings in Kitten. This one is 
Making a big jump up in class, she spent a lot of last year... Her, her campaign was kind of weird. She didn't get a start till week three, and then she came back two weeks later, and then she was off for five weeks, and she was running in the non-winner ranks. Then she moved up into grade three company, won that, and then was second in her final race of the year. Lizzie Hale was a champion in Europe, I want to say, last year. I believe she was the Europe, European three-year-old filly. Uh, she had her. She had two grade one wins last year, and was third in the birthday candle stakes uh, against boys it, last year to cap off her year. That was behind Dreaming Up Wishes and Under Stars, who are both retired now. And she had beat the other horses in that field by two and a half lengths. Then the final one is Tamara Estes brings in uh, Monda Dream, fourth in the Stewards Cup Turf Mile. Previous to that, had won the last two. So. Anyway, I know uh, I know Ashley really wants Shallow to, to get her Stewards Cup this year, and she already has the Pegasus. I think Shallow will be slowing down this year, personally. Unfortunate. So, yeah. So I'm going to go with Hempstead, because he's unreal. 10 for 10. And then I'm going to go with Shallow. And then I'm going to go with Competitive Spirit. Which is a very chalky try, I'd imagine. Truly. No originality. No, that's me. (laughs) I will take Fight Town for Amy Bahama on top. I like saying his name. Especially like that. Fight Town. Good horse. Uh, Yeah, he's been consistently good uh, in his last... The last races that he lost, he lost behind some really good ones. He is really good, I think. He gets it today. He did win the Stewart's Cup Juvenile Turf Mile, or whatever it's called, uh, when he was a two-year-old. So, you know, he's been around the I think block. It's just, I think that it's just the turf, the juvenile turf. I think that's what the mile ones are called. He won that. So, yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around the block before. This ain't his first rodeo. Uh, I like him a lot here. I think he's going to beat Hempstead. I think it's uh, he's going to get his first loss here. Unreal horse, but, you know, unless... <sighs> Shoot. And I'm not saying he's not head and shoulders above everyone. You know what I mean? Because thus far he's shown he is. This is just me being really cynical. It's really hard for horses to just keep on going like this. You know what I mean? He's 10 for 10. But what if he's one of them, Nini? What if he is? If he is, then I'm wrong. But I think that's just so rare. And I don't know. And I... I'm starting to sound like a jerk, but no, obviously Hempstead is extremely good. Uh, yeah, he's good. He's good. What else can I say? But I don't know. I don't think he gets the job done. Even horses like, I'm trying to think of an undefeated King of Kindness. That's that's one for you, for some of you new Simster folks. King of Kindness comes to mind. That's who Hempstead reminds me of. King of Kindness, one of the best dirt milers ever. Did lose eventually. Because, you know, the more you race, the longer or the harder it gets. In more recent times, I'll let you know was undefeated for a while and then she lost. Yeah. So it really do be like that sometimes. I think Hepstead's going to finish second. And then to finish third, to finish third, to finish to third. Finish third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take Shallow. Your podcast is not stuttering. No, it was just me being silly. Okay. Oh god, this next race. What? Specifically the first horse. I'm gonna hear it now. Excuse me while I get the race, because I'm not prepared for <laughs> it. Any- 
Is this dirt mile? Ah, yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Army defense, yes. <laughs> unbelievable. What do you mean unbelievable? Come at me. Fight me in person. You know where I live-ish. Sort of. <laughs> Come fight me. Uh, yes. Army Defense, one of the headliners in here, coming off of a shocker in the Pegasus, not the Pegasus Cup, Dirt Mile, the Stewart's Cup. <laughs> I'm just so excited uh, for the Stewart's Cup, Dirt Mile. And somebody on this podcast picked him to win that, and it wasn't Mara. How do you look at that horse and be like, yeah, that, <laughs> It's a feeling. Sometimes you just get a premonition, and you're like, yes. And you feel it. You feel it. And that's what okay. I felt. <laughs> uh, this is aside from Army Defense. This is a fantastic field. Dubai Politics is here. Du- uh, this is the horse that Xander Zone said was a lock for the Stewart's Cup Philly and Mare Dirt Mile. And then she went and did it after being not one of the favorites in that race. And she's here taking on the guys. Graduate is a multimillionaire here. Isn't like... With the best of the best of them, doesn't have that signature win. But he's been around the block. He's danced a lot of fancy dances with fancy clothes on. And he's here trying to get that uh, Jesuit for Tim Matthews. This horse but- is so dumb. This horse is so dumb. I think Tim, is also- yeah, Tim would also say the same thing. Produced by noted uh, producers of Milers. Like Kingdom Come and St. Elmo's Fire. Um, finished fifth in the Stewart's Cup Dirt Mile. So you know, never know. Maybe his calling has been eight panels this entire time. What a stupid animal. <laughs> Xander Zone's got one called Just He's Right. He's so confused. <laughs> Just Right has not won in a minute. Has not won a stakes in an even longer minute. We'll even call it an hour. Not sure about him. The big dog in this race, though, the large canine, if you will, <laughs> is... You're gonna need you to relax. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. You crack I... yourself up constantly. <laughs> is there something wrong with that? No. Okay. <laughs> kill me. Kentucky uh, Storm. Yes, that's the one. That's the guy. He finally gets away from Marvel. Finally gets away from Marvel, uh, but still has to beat a good field here, you know. Uh, was last seen finishing third behind Army Defense and Marvel. Was second behind Marvel before that. Was three in front of Graduate, week 10 of last year. His last meeting with Marvel, or I should say his last win versus Marvel, was in the year 55 Stewart's Cup Dirt Mile. So Last time he finished to- ahead of him, right? Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. Yes. He's good. This horse is generational talent. Darcy McBride trying to seal the deal this year. Obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Or you never know, maybe a second ballot Hall of Famer, if Marvel's on the ballot with him. Uh, uh, Marvel will be on the year before. That's true. First ballot Hall of Famer. Comment rescinded. Uh, never off the board. This horse is unbelievable. Everyone deserves to own one like this. <laughs> Uh, other horses in here. Never Night for Andrew James. Just summing it up real quick. Uh, last stakes win was in the Mountain Mile. Last stakes win before that was a long time ago. Gotta do exceptionally better than he's ever done to win this. Some Rocky Socket for Tom Mudgett. A nice horse won the Stewart's Cup Futurity two years ago. Was fourth in the Stewart's Cup Dirt Mile. 
prepped in some derby prep races for a little bit. This is a nice horse. He's cool. Has not uh, won anything of note since that Stewart's Cup win, though. Vengeance or Grief is another one for Andrew James, coming in off of a 13th place finish in the Stewart's Cup. Dirt Mile last stakes win was a long time ago in the Arcadia Futurity Year 55, but you never know what could happen. This is the sim. And then the last of this bunch is Vernon for the one and only Tim Matthews by all of time. This horse is uh, kind of all over the place sometimes. Was last seen finished so <laughs> seventh behind a lot of horses uh, in the Stewart's Cup Dirt Mile, but he did win last year's Desert Mile versus Marvel and Kentucky Storm, so he has it in him. Unless he will only win this down. if he goes economy to uh, to Florida, because I think that was how he won the the Desert Mile. I think he shipped economy for like sixteen <laughs> hours or something like that. Like yeah, he before. did two da- two days before the race. Yeah. <laughs> We should let Tim know. A secret is out. Yeah. Well, you can anyway, just see it in the history, but that's fine. Not the secret. That his strategy that he needs to do it again. That's what I meant to say, but I didn't say uh, that because I don't hey, know. Who do you talk. like? I like Kentucky Storm here. I like Kentucky Storm a lot. I think he gets it done. I think his uh, traumatizing days of being in the same field as Marvel are behind him, and now he just gets to to prove that he's the best around. Uh, in second, I like some Rocky Socket. Yeah, let's take him. Some Rocky Socket. I, think I can't he... believe you're sleeping on your guy, Army. Yeah, defense. I think it's over. I think it's over. I think his last race was the best race he'll ever won, and I don't think he will replicate that. All the love to Steve Hanley, but that's just how I feel. I think he'll be there. No, yeah, I think he'll be there. I think he'll finish third. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky Storm, some Rocky Socket, Army Defense. I really want to pick that stupid animal, Jesuit, Jesuit. Just, just because. But no, I am also going to go with Kentucky Storm for similar reasons. I think he's finally... The real question is, will he keep his f- top form as a five-year-old? Um, I do. As, I yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I like Dubai politics. She was very, very impressive in the Stewards Cup Philly and Mary Dirt Mile, winning by over... Th- or no... By three lengths. Um, yeah, I like that one. And then, you know what, just for fun, I'm going to put Jesuit in third. And, and I'm going to be really fun. mad if he actually hits third. Just so, for yeah. fun. Yep. Hmm. Okay, next up is our second last one on the card, and that is the Pegasus Turf. Right now we have 10 of 14 entries, going a mile and three sixteenths. Uh, there's a lot of really nice headliners in here. Pretty much all of these we've talked about, pretty much all of them have faced each other at some point. A uh, big earner in here is, of course, Ruffian for Stormy Peak. She was third in the Stewards Cup turf, Philly Mare turf. And I, I was honestly surprised that she ran that well because I have, all, have been of the opinion even last year that her best days are behind her. And so she makes a return as a six-year-old. And like Shallow, I think she's slowing down. Uh, Yeah, so that's Ruffian. Uh, Next up, we have Improvisational for Ryan Whitehead. She's another millionaire. No, never mind, that's not a filly. That's a boy. (laughs) For some reason, I have fillies on the mind right now. He was third in the arc, was second to Longbird in the Arima Kinen. And yeah, multiple grade one stakes winner won the Stewards Cup as a two year old. He's very he's lightly raced, but he's very cool. Uh, Stormy Peak also has another one in here. This is Mal, who went who was second in the Melbourne Trophy, 
uh, in her, jeez, not all of them are girls, Mary. Come on, in his last start, um, his big wins so far are he won the Cox Trophy in year fifty-five, and then he also picked up two Grade One wins uh, last year in the Grand Premio Car- uh, Carlos Pellegrini and the Chicago Million. Manic also makes a return after uh, he sat out the rest of the year after finishing fourth in the arc. And the other uh, millionaire in here is Manic's sibling, which is Voyage, out of the same Mare Titanic, who is now a Hall of Famer. Uh, this guy won the Secretariat Derby and the Louisville Bunbury last year, has only been off the board twice in nine starts. The other ones in here, Carl Smythe brings in a homebred Amor Perdido, I want to say is the name. Um, she, yeah, that's this is actually a filly. She lost her last race, um, but I believe it was against the boys. And she was on a two-race win streak before that. We also have Devil Box for Glenn Escobar, who is uh, looking to get his first grade one, I want to say. I don't think he has a grade one. He's a, a little old man. And then Glenn also has another horse who hasn't won since week 12 of year 55. Pete Vela also brings in Luster of Lost Things, who is um, very much on the Bunbury favorite list, I want to say, as a three-year-old. He he ended up finishing seventh in that, but since then he's been awesome, except for one weird race in the Cox Trophy where he finished fourth. But of his last five races, he's won four. And Pete's other horse in here, which will be the last one I'll talk about, is Safe Place to Land. This is a filly. She was sixth in her last race and was second in her race before that. But 30 starts back, she won the Oceanside Oaks, which is a grade one. And she was really good as a two-year-old. Won the Bumberette. Stewart's Cup Bumberette. Anyway, um, this is a really nice field. I don't know who I want to pick. <laughs> you know what? You know who I'm going to go with, Nini? I am going to say that Manic repeats in the Pegasus. Interesting. Yes, because I think that he really likes this distance. And yeah, I think the extra rest is going to help him out. I think he'll be four weeks between races, technically, um, when this race runs. So that'll be cool. Then I'm going to go with um, Improvisational. I want to say that he might be a little bit better off going long, but looking at his past performances, he's done really well at a mile and an eighth. And he doesn't, oh no, he has, he does have a grade one win at a mile and a half, which I guess is the classic turf distance. Um, But yeah, I also think he's just really good. And in third, I am going to take, hmm, I'll take Luster of Lost Things for third. Well, uh, my try looks very similar. I like improvisational on top. I think this is a really, really nice horse. Awesome. Uh, was second in that Arima Kinen. Does have a history of winning those races going short. Did win the Stewart's Cup Bunbury. Uh, has beat some some real good ones in his time around the block. In second, I am going to go ahead and take Luster of Lost Things, though. I think this is a really nice horse. Kind of trying to catch a break here. Almost won the Stewart's Cup Bunbury. A couple of years ago, he was third. Didn't win the Bunbury. Uh, didn't get there in the Cox trophies, kind of looking for like that really big oomph win. Uh, I think he could get it here, but I think he'll come up just short to improvisational. And in third, I will take last year's winner, Manic, because he's good and 
he really likes this distance, but it's hard to repeat in any race of this stature. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. There it is. And now we have the big one up next. The or big the dirt one. Route one. <laughs> the, uh, the one with a small field. Yeah, I think we've been spoiled the last couple of years with like really good Pegasus fields. Because no offense to these horses, but <laughs> it's that's when I checked the field th- today. I mean, like before we started recording. That's actually not a lie because I'm writing an article about this. I'm out of article writing retirement. I was like, man, this is the field. <laughs> this, this is the field. <laughs> you got from now on in there. What's he doing? From now on, these eyes will not be blinded by the light. Um, yeah, he's here. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I had to do that. I can't believe I haven't done that before, unless I have. I don't know. I have. I don't uh, think uh, we've ever previewed him, have we? Uh, he was in the Baltimore special like a year ago. I don't know. He's kind of, he's around, he's seven, he's not that good. <laughs> he's here because he's won three in a row, and I kind of want to see if he can upset something. He's, like, very much below most, if not all, of the horses in here. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's here to have a good time, and we'll see what happens. Oh, never mind, there was just a scratch in here that I just refreshed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to say that Vernon was here, and then he went to the, the desert. Yeah, and Frico de Gallo was here, too. He was here, but instead of Frico de Gallo, Mike Springer is going to run three small cords. Uh, some of you may recognize him from the Derby Trail last year, won both of his preps before finishing 14th in the Big Dance. Since then, has won two grade ones, though, one of which, Adam Allen in eighth, beating our favorite Sweet Home Alabama, Raven. Uh, this is a nice horse. I think this is a good spot for him. I think this is a good kind of testing the waters with the big boys again kind of race. Even yeah, though he does have to show that 99 that he ran as a maiden because, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, where is it? He also really likes finishing in front by a nose. He That'd doesn't... Be- he, he likes to have his friends around him when he's in the picture. His buddies. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about, uh, tell us about Galaxy's Edge. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like we should be going back and forth. Oh, Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> this one won the Baltimore crown, and Nini stands the sire. <laughs> I do. I thought you... Did you say stand or stand? Stand. With a oh, D. okay, because both stand, of them... <laughs> well, Stands with an S at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was really disappointing in the Stewart's Cup Classic, though. I think Danny expected a little bit more out of him, but... um. Yeah, I think he'll be a little bit more at ease here. Has a win at the distance. We'll see how he does. He'll yeah, have some pace to chase because Spatula and Spachon will be going up front. So That's true. Returns to a, a nice distance for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stablemate Spachan is also in here. The brave filly, full of heart, as the steward called her. Finished second in a heartbreaker to so right. Last out in the distaff. Before that, won the Long Island Handicap versus Males. Uh, was second in the Kadu, I can't pronounce that, in a, a grade one at the spa week 11 to Royal Decorum. Is it not just Kadoge? Kadoge, I don't know how to pronounce things. I was I was going to say Kadoge, like some kind of silly person. Her biggest win. That race, it's a grade one. Yes. She lost to Royal Decorum. Rip. <laughs> but before um, that, she dead heated with Parts Unknown. This is true. That parts was in unknown. a call, too. That was pretty fun. It, one of the big, the big boys. Parts unknown. Her most significant win to date is, of course, the Saudi Cup, beating Marvel 
and Wyvern and World of Color and Spatula, who's also in here. Yeah, Spatula. Um, this horse is annoying because every time you think he's going to do something, he just goes away and he doesn't do anything, which is very annoying. Rip. He was 11th in the Stewards Cup. When he came in, he had won two straight races. Um, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> not much else I can really say about him. He's special, though. He won this race last year, which is fun. Has the most experience at the distance. Has, uh, I want to say, two wins and two seconds. Yes, because he won the Argentina Grand National at this distance. Three back. This might be a niche for him. Yeah, it could. Could be. Nice horse, that spatula. That utensil. <laughs> I hope Pete... Doesn't Pete hold a spatula when that when this horse is running? I think <laughs> I'm going to say he does. For good luck. What a guy. <laughs> I, think, I think during the, the Stewards Cup, there was he was like in chat and then sent a picture of a broken spatula oh. after he lost. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I might have hallucinated that. No, I, you definitely didn't. I remember that. I okay. think it was like a stock photo, though. Yeah. And last but not least. <laughs> We're so sidetracked. It's okay. It's fine. Last but not least is Ziggy Stardust, last year's Derby winner. What a guy. What a guy. But he is 10, not 10 of 5. That doesn't make any sense. He is 5 for 10 lifetime. Finished off the board once. And that was in the Long Island Classic. I think this is a really good distance for him. I also think he's just better than these others right now. I know Galaxy's Edge beat him in the Baltimore Crown last year, but Galaxy's Edge is coming in off of the 10th place finish, and I just don't love to see that. I would love to see Galaxy's Edge get the win again, but, you know, I just don't love that form. Ziggy Stardust coming off of a really, really good third place finish behind horses who are not here in the Stewart's Cup Classic. He earned a 97 in that race. I think he's well prepped for this. I think he is just an excellent horse, period. I think it's going to be difficult to beat him, and he's my pick to win this race. Okay. Thoughts? Well, he's not my pick to win, but who are oh. your second and third? Okay. Uh, my second place, gee, I did not think about this hard enough. I like Spachan to finish third. I think, ah, oh, man. I just hate to pick against this filly because she just tries so hard every time. But, you know, she's a year older. Don't think she's going to slow down much. But, or if at all, you know, it's just that little bit of uncertainty. Is she going to do as well as she did last year at the age of five? Probably, but Ziggy Stardust is an exceptional horse. And I think she'll come up just a little bit short to him. Would love uh, to see her get up, though. I know she's a fan favorite. And in third, I will take Galaxy's Edge with that pace to run at i think he'll get up there kind of closer but won't quite get the job done and i took a lot of unnecessary pauses there but that's okay i'll edit those out so you're all good thank you what a hero okay um i like galaxy's edge in here i think he um he tends to run weird right like he, he's either on or off and he kind of alternates but i think he finally comes back and gets a win here Second, second, I think Spatula will hold on, and then third, I'll say Spachon. Nice. There we go. Nice, nice, nice. Well, folks, that's all we got for now, for tonight. We're happy to be with you another year. Excited for the future podcasts that we're going to make this year. We hope you enjoy listening. Uh, If anybody has anything 
in particular that you would like to see us cover on the show. We are very much open to people throwing ideas at us or if there's something in particular uh, you'd like to see or want us to talk about, by all means, uh, let us know in the forum thread that we have. A uh, little kind of sneak preview of things that may be on the horizon. We're probably going to talk about the Triple Crown Trail at some point. We didn't even like go over our horses this year. Mm-hmm. Another thing we talked about was a new player starter guide podcast, so that'll be cool. Probably. Hope it'll be well received. Yes. Yes. All kinds of yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I do not. <laughs> Head empty. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's okay. It's been a day. I gotta be honest with you, I'm just thinking about my cheesecake that's in the fridge right uh, now. I don't really want to go get it. <laughs> don't talk to me about <laughs> that's kind cheesecake. Of it. As soon as we got to the dirt mile, I'm like, oh man, I have cheesecake <laughs> in the fridge. The only thing better than cheesecake is fake horses winning, and I hope everybody's fake horses win next week. Hope we all dead heat, even though that'd be crazy, right? That'd be crazy. It's not gonna that happen. Unless crazy. it does. Unless it does. Unless we dead heat for every race. But until we find out the answer to that question... Uh, stay good, stay, uh, stay well, everyone. Hope everyone is safe. Continue to be safe. Wear your masks. Yes, be safe, everyone. And stay well. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Psychic spies from China try to steal your mind's elation. And little girls from Sweden dream of silver screen quotation. And if you want these kind of dreams, it's Californication. It's understood.